Well, how many of you can remember when nothing was open on Sunday? Do you remember those days? Nothing was open. You didn't go anywhere. You didn't do anything. You came to church. You went home. You didn't mow your grass. You couldn't go anywhere because nothing was open, so you just stayed home. What are Sundays like today? The only thing that's not open is Chick-fil-A, right? Everything else on the planet is open on Sundays. We run around like crazy people on our days off. A lot of us are busier on our days off than we are on our days on. Have you ever, have you ever felt that experience? You put off stuff all week and then Saturday you've got to do it. You've got to get it done. How many of you are really busy on vacation? Anybody take busy vacations? Well, I got kids, and when we come back from vacation, I need like three more days of vacation to recover from the vacation before I can get back to my regular world. We just don't rest anymore. We're busy. A lot of stuff to do. But I've been starting to really think about Sabbath, the idea of rest in the Bible. And I was helped from this a lot. Some of you are at the leadership day that we did uh, about a month, month and a half ago. My dad talked a little bit about Sabbath and it kind of got me going on this. And I've been really trying to think about Sabbath. So today I want to talk about Sabbath. Reading from Exodus chapter 31, verses 12 through 17. I hope you are shocked by how God talks about Sabbath. And the Lord said to Moses, You are to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths. Wait, wait. Above all. Above covenant, above lying, above murder, the Lord says, Keep the Sabbath. For this is a sign between me and you throughout the generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. That's pretty significant, right? Everyone who profanes the Sabbath will be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. You do work on the Sabbath, the Lord says, you're not part of the community anymore. Six days you shall work, the work shall be done, and the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Just for good measure, the Lord says it again. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall be put to death. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever. It is, same language again, it is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Here ends the reading of God's word. Put to death, that's that's the word. And he says it twice in the text. Like we've got to deal with this and figure out Why is Sabbath so important to God? And why does it not seem real important to us? Now the Israelites are coming out of Egypt. And so you've got to get in the mentality of Egypt. The economy in Egypt was that of slavery. For 200 years, the people of Israel made bricks. They were done with hard labor. In fact, it was almost like they were bricks themselves to be used by the people. It was a society 
of commodity. The Israelites were not people. They were things, and the Pharaoh and and the leaders in Egypt could do what they wanted to them because they were things. You were the sum of the work you did. You were the sum of the bricks you made. In fact, you were more like a brick. You were a commodity that somebody else used. You can imagine how dehumanizing this could be. And in a society where everyone is a commodity, there's no such thing as a neighbor. Everyone is a threat. Everyone is a competitor. No one can possibly be a neighbor to be cared for. A society of commodity means that there's going to be elitism. Some are going to be better and some are going to be worse. Some are going to be higher on the totem pole and some are going to be lower. Some get to rest while others are worked to death. And so Israel's got this in them. And for 40 40 days, Moses works to get them out of Egypt. But it takes a lot longer than that to get Egypt out of them because this is the only way they've ever known how to live. And so God gives them the Sabbath, the day of rest. And that's what Sabbath means, rest. You just rest, not working, resting. And so the Israelites would, would spend the week working. And then in those days, Sabbath was on Saturday. And we'll talk about days for the week for Sabbath later on. Um, but so what they would do is they considered a day from sunset to sunset. So Sabbath started on Friday night. So you got all your work done. And when the sun went down, Sabbath started. And you didn't do any work till the next sunset. In fact, what you would do is you would cook your meals for the next day, the day before. And you would get your house all cleaned up because anything you left undone had to, couldn't be done during the Sabbath day. And so you get all this work done. So then, bam, sunset. We're resting, resting all the next day. And then at sunset, you could continue. And you wouldn't do much. You would spend time with family. You would eat together. You would go to the temple. You would go to worship. But you would just rest and reflect. And both the wealthy and the poor got the Sabbath. In fact, if you look at the Ten Commandments, it says even your servants and even your animals get a Sabbath. So it doesn't even count if I don't work, but I have somebody else work for me. No, 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 no. Nobody works on the Sabbath. You don't get anybody to work for you, in fact. What's God doing? God is trying to break Israel of Egypt. He's trying to bring them out of Egypt. It's a sign forever. This, this holy special day, this Sabbath, it's a sign. What else do we call a sign? Well, one of the ways that we talk about a sign of a covenant is a wedding ring. And in fact, the Israelites, the Jewish people throughout history, have called Sabbath the wedding ring between God and his people. It's the promise. And it's two-sided. For one, it's a sign that God commits to you and I that he will be with us and take care of us and give us rest. And for us, it's a sign as we keep it that we trust God to take care of us. But it's more than just a sign. It's more than just a symbol. If you go back and look at the Ten Commandments, I challenge you to do this sometime. You'll find three commandments related to God. No other gods, no idols, and no taking the Lord's name in vain. You'll find six commandments about your neighbor. Honor your father and mother. Do not murder. No adultery. No stealing. No lying. And no coveting. Okay? Three and six. The one in the middle that connects the two is the commandment about Sabbath. And if you go look at it, it's about three times as long as any of the other commandments. It's the big one. 
Why? Because it's the link between the two. Sabbath is the way we show our love of God and we love our neighbor. If I don't take Sabbath, I'm going to constantly be in this commodity mode where I have to do more and I have to be more and I'm not going to have time for my neighbor. And I'm going to start to see my neighbor in that way. The Sabbath in the Ten Commandments is the hinge that make both sides work together. That I love God and love my neighbor. This is why we need to remember the Sabbath. In fact, this becomes a bigger deal as the Old Testament goes on. Because once Israel starts to get kings and get wealth and get in the, lamb, the, the, in the land, as uh, uh, writer Walter Brueggemann says, prosperity breeds amnesia. So when they were in the desert, they remembered God and all he had done for them. But as soon as they got in the land, they started getting kings, they started getting wealth, they started getting land of milk and honey, they started, they forgot. And they stopped doing the Sabbath. Or worse, they made the Sabbath all about rules instead of really being about rest. This is what's happening in Jesus' day, right? Go look at the New Testament. You're going to find Jesus is constantly debating people about the Sabbath. Why? Because they're so into the rules of Sabbath. That you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't work. They don't even want Jesus to heal people on the Sabbath. They've totally missed the point because they made it about the rules. Either way, whether it's a, it's a society where everybody's about what they do in their work, or whether it's whatever you do in your religious rules, it's still a system of commodity. That's why Sabbath is resistance. Sabbath is resistance that says, no, God is not like Pharaoh. God does not always demand more bricks and more out of our lives. It's a system of rest to contradict the system of anxiety that happens in a society where we are commodities. Resistance to you being a thing, to you being a sum of what you produce. You don't have to be so stressed. You can rest and trust God. You don't have to worry about whether you're on the upper side of the totem pole or on the lower end. You can just rest and trust. You don't have to covet. You don't have to want a nicer car. You don't, want to ha- you don't need to have a better house. You can just rest and be satisfied with what you have. The reality is that you and I are human beings. We're finite. We can't do it all. We can't have it all. Sabbath is our admission of that and our saying to God, God, it's okay. And I tell you what, I think we live in a world that is becoming more and more of a commodity world. That we are seen as voters, as potential customers, as constituents. It's easy to see people as things instead of people. It's even easy to treat ourselves like that. But Sabbath says, you are more than a product. You are more than what you do. You are more than what you accomplish. You don't have to do more, know more, sell more, control more. You don't have to have your kids in all these different sports and keep pushing and pushing and pushing. You don't have to have a job that makes you work 65 hours a week. You don't have to be younger and more beautiful and more financially stable. You don't have to drive a better car than your neighbor. You don't have to get ahead at someone else's expense. You don't have to kill yourself following everybody else's rules and expectations. Sabbath says no. Sabbath is resistance. Because ultimately when you follow Sabbath one day a week, you find that you have to live the other six 
even more differently. Do you trust God enough to rest? Now here's the reality. The reality is we don't Sabbath. We don't Sabbath. It's gone. Why? Because we're busy. Life demands a lot out of us and the pace of our life seems to be quickening. Also, when a lot of us learn Sabbath, we learn a Sabbath based on rules, not a Sabbath based on rest. And so it's actually counter to what Sabbath was really supposed to be in the first place. And ultimately, I really think that our society is moving towards commodity, towards people as things. And it's, that means it's harder to do Sabbath, but it's even more important that as Christians, we do it. This is a difficult time and place to practice a Sabbath habit, but we need it more than ever. So let me just really, at the end, try to get practical about what Sabbath needs to look like. Because I don't think the old way, if you're in a space in your life where you can really Sabbath the way the ancient Jews used to do it, then you ought to go for it. Try it, sunset to sunset. But I've got four kids. <laughs> and, and so I don't, I don't know that how practical this is in that way. I think we've got to find some new ways to, to, to live Sabbath as a people. Where Sabbath is more of a mentality than it is a structured 24-hour period. So here, here's some tips, I think, for celebrating Sabbath today. Number one, I think you've got to schedule it. I think if you don't schedule it, everything else is going to crowd it. You've got to schedule it. Now, now, let me say a couple things about this. Number one, we have in our mentality that it's, it has to be Sunday. Okay? And, and Sunday's a good day to do it because we've got church. But then I get a lot of people that come to me and say, Jordan, you know, I just, I haven't been there. I feel bad. Like, like, I don't do confessions, but it's the one thing people confess to me. I wasn't there on Sunday. I had to work. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I work every Sunday. I work every Sunday. Sabbath is not a good, Sunday is not a good day for me to Sabbath. It's not normally my Sabbath. Here's what I find. I find I have to piece together my Sabbath. In the world we live in, I think you have to piece together your Sabbath sometimes. Which means you've you got to say, this evening I'm not working. And this morning I'm not working. And, you know, this, this afternoon, this couple hours, I'm, I'm not working. I'm resting. You've got to schedule it. And you might have to piece it together. In fact, I think there's something valuable about Sabbathing a little bit every day. This half hour, I'm going to rest. So you got to schedule it. You might have to piece it together. But when you do it, I, I would encourage you that if you're going to rest, you got to rest. you got to focus on it. I remember when I was at Grove City College, you know, Grove City, a pretty tough academic school. you got to do a lot of work. And uh, when I was there, we used to hang out and we would bring books when we would hang out as friends. And we'd have them open on our lap and we wouldn't look at them at all. But we felt better because we had the books out because we think we probably should be studying, but we're goofing off. Sabbath doesn't work halfway like that. Like, like if you're going to do it, you've got to do it. Uh, you don't halfway. Don't, don't Sabbath thinking about all the stuff you've got to do. Don't Sabbath doing a little bit of work. If you're going to Sabbath, you've got to stop. You've got to rest. You've got to sometimes turn off the world, turn off the electronics. I, I think the idea of making meals ahead for Sabbath is really valuable too. Put together the casserole. So all you've got to do is throw it in the oven. So you don't have to work that much that day. I think that's valuable. Work ahead a little bit. I think you've got to try different activities in your Sabbath. Worship is a good thing. I think Sunday morning is a good part of Sabbath. Um, 
I want to, if you're already here, take the whole morning to think of it as Sabbath, not just the hour. Okay? If, it, if, if Sabbath is a wedding ring between you and God and you only give them an hour a week, that's not a real good marriage. Okay? Sabbath a little longer. Take most of Sunday if you can't do all of Sunday. Get up early and relax and rest. Try some fun activities. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you Sabbath by getting into a movie or getting into a book or getting lost in something else. Sometimes you need to sleep. But just a few minutes a day, you gotta, you got to experiment. Sabbath looks different to different people and it looks different on different weeks. Sometimes I need a nap. Other times I need to cut loose. Other times I need to read something that's going to feed me. Where I need to learn and grow. So Sabbath changes for me week to week. It's going to be different for you. You've got to experiment to develop a Sabbath habit. Okay. Um, one of the things I have, I have found, if I really take Sabbath seriously, um, and I know I'm going... How many of you work really hard the week before vacation? Anybody else do that? I don't want to be worrying about stuff. I want to get it done so when I leave town, it's done. There's something special about having a Sabbath habit that has a deadline. Okay? I, and, and I've seen this from my friends that are Orthodox Jewish that really, that really take Sabbath seriously. You know what they do? Friday at sunset, we better have our stuff done. We better have the house clean. We better have the meals made. We better have all our work done because once the sun set. And that, I'm telling you, that, that there's a reason why a lot of Jewish people are pretty productive. Part of it is this Sabbath discipline of having a deadline weekly to get things done. I also find, though, that when I do Sabbath, when I do rest, it frees up my mind to remember stuff that I have to do. Anybody else find this? Do you know what I do? I Sabbath with a notepad. Oh, man, i got to do that. And I write it down, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore because it's on a piece of paper. Okay, but sometimes when you Sabbath, your brain's not used to having that kind of space, and it goes nuts. You start remembering stuff, just write it down, and then it's on the paper when you get done with your Sabbath. Sabbath's going to look different. If you're at a life stage where you can really do it, then do it. But, but I got kids, and I work on Sundays, so I know that it's challenging. But I think that we really need to take this seriously. Okay? The words of the Lord were, don't do it, and you'll be put to death. Okay? I'm going to gather that God's pretty serious about that. Okay, Above all the commandments, this is the one God thinks is important. Why? Because this one is the one that changes your life so you can follow the other ones. There's something really important about Sabbath. Sabbath is the wedding ring. It's this sign. It's this wonderful, beautiful sign between God and you. That God loves you and gives you rest and you can trust Him. And it's also resistance. To a world that's demanding more and more and more. We as Christians have got to say no. Because you know one of the problems that we have in a world that says more and more and more. Is we end up doing whatever is yelling at us the most. And we don't do the most important things. Sabbath allows us the space to prioritize what we are going to accomplish. Start your Sabbath habit. I don't know what it's going to look like. Start small if you've got to. But do something this week. To really take rest Seriously. And may the God who rested help you find rest in this weary world. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your care and your concern for us. I thank you for Sabbath, that you care for us in such a way. Help us to take it seriously. 
Help it not to be about rules for us, but let us find a good discipline that works. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.